Welcome to another episode of the Alter Your Health Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. If this is your first time listening, hello and welcome. We value your time and energy and hope you receive a lot from tuning in. As a listener-supported show, we rely on you to help us grow. We'd be so grateful if you share the show or a favorite episode with a friend or fellow health seeker. Living a healthy and nourishing life doesn't always come easily, especially in today's crazy world. But that's why we're here, doing what we love, hopefully helping you along with information and inspiration that fuels your health pursuits. If you're looking for more support, consider subscribing to the monthly Meal Guide membership. Just $11 per month gets you access to a weekly meal guide filled with healing and delicious whole food plant-based recipes, along with invitations to our regularly scheduled support calls where we can connect, answer questions, and keep the good vibes flowing in our healthy lives. You can learn more at www.alter.health slash meal dash guides. And if you're looking for more in-depth support, check out our other services. We offer both one-on-one consulting as well as educational programs. All of our current offerings are listed at www.alter.health. Our ultimate goal is to empower you to heal yourself. Keeping with that theme, let's dive into today's show. Hello and welcome to today's Medicinal Monday. I'm Dr. Susanna Alter. And I'm Dr. Benjamin. And we're both naturopathic doctors who support individuals in reversing disease and reclaiming optimal health through whole food plant-based nutrition and mind-body medicine. So today we're answering the question to fast or not to fast and really what are the benefits of fasting and why might you choose to fast and different types of fasting water fasting, juice fasting, intermittent fasting, time-restricted eating, all sorts of fasting happening in the world. Um, So we're going to crack into this. But first, I'm just going to check with Susanna to see if we have announcements because I know we do. We always do. Yes, (laughs) we do. So the big news today is that registration for our next Whole Food Plant-Based Challenge will be up at the end of the evening and uh it is our energy upgrade series we're really excited about this one we're going to be talking about producing energy which really builds on our metabolism conversation that we've had in previous in a previous challenge Um, but there's a lot more to energy and maintaining energy than just having a healthy metabolism yes um hint hint sleep and the adrenal glands and those things that keep you awake and and caffeine and things like that uh oh yeah it's gonna be good yeah so this challenge isn't just for people who have energy issues it's also for people who are wanting to optimize the healing energy in their body to reverse any disease that they're in the process of reversing Uh, also really for anyone because um, I hear it's from so many people who start eating a whole food plant-based lifestyle they get to this point where they realize wow I didn't, I didn't realize I could feel this good. And then it just keeps getting better and better and better and better. So if you want to feel just it. better and better and better, come join us in this challenge. Yeah, and um, a lot of people have these kind of limiting beliefs or mindsets like, oh, yeah, you know, my energy was good up until this point, up until I got this bug or up until I hit menopause or up until I hit age 42 or up until this. But we're going to break through that. I guarantee it fact. Uh, but anyways, back to the conversation today on Medicinal Monday's topic of fasting. 
uh, let's just get right to it. I mean, fasting is hugely medicinal, and let's just think about why that is. And really, the power of fasting boils right down to the granular fact that the body heals itself. So if we take away everything and we just, yeah, just strip strip everything from what's coming into our mouth, maybe, you know, some good purified spring water, uh, but just take everything else away, then we remove all of the possible obstacles and we allow the body, uh, the, the environment for it to heal itself. So that can be hugely beneficial for a lot of things. And really the, the processes that happen uh, physiologically, biochemically, are along the lines of autophagy, which is the self-digestion. Literally, that's what autophagy means, digesting oneself, um, which really equates to kind of taking out the trash, cleaning up old cells and old debris, and allowing your body to really just clean up shop, clean up house. And of course, this can be hugely beneficial in the context of cancer and autoimmunity and various conditions. But let's face it, let's, and then let's get right to the second point. Fasting isn't sustainable, right? It's not really consistent with life. Uh, you know, where we get, we fast very intentionally for a period of time, and then we've got to eat, right? And then we've got to break the fast. Then we got to fuel our body. Then we got to create an abundance of cellular energy so that we can maintain our lives. And of course, we do that in no other way than eating whole plant foods, ideally, right? So a lot of people, I guess what I'm getting at, a lot of people go into like fasting, mimicking diets and calorie restriction or just a straight on water fast or juice fast for for some period of time. And then the pendulum swings back to some less than optimal kind of lifestyle diet, um, you know, and really what, what we're pointing towards is, okay, yeah, we can fast if we choose, and there might be reasons to do so. But really, what are we doing 99% of the time or 98% of the time or 96.4% of the time? And ideally, we're fueling ourselves optimally. Um, so that's fasting in a nutshell. And then I guess we can crack into the intermittent fasting conversation, which is so very, uh, so very, you know, uh, a hot topic. Yeah. Well, should we dive right into that, or should should we kind of lay out all the different versions of fasting that there are? Because we talked about water fasting. Yeah. Water fasting is definitely most powerfully therapeutic, and you know, for me, it's like I reserve it for those conditions that um, could really receive a huge benefit from it. Um, you know, when like we're what? living a di- well, like you said, like cancer, mm. autoimmune conditions. You know, also um, really, heart disease, heart disease, have- obesity really bad bad blood sugar dysregulation. I I did want to bring up the fact that a lot of people who are stuck in unhealthy patterns, unhealthy, um, we'll just call it kind of food addiction, a lot of people who are stuck in just choosing the wrong foods, a fast can be a great reset button. Um, There's other ways to press a good reset button, like the alter health cleanse. Uh, that we like to do, we, we th- that's oh, stripping out all processed foods, all salts and oil and sugar and all the things that can 
kind of, uh, you know, grasp us into craving those kind of things. So, yeah, but, but water fasting, it's, it's kind of the ultimate reset button. Yeah. And, uh, also just to put it out there, there's wonderful water fasting centers where, yeah. uh, like for example, true North. That that's the one. That's, that's the one. That's the one. That's They the, really know what they're doing there. They know what they're doing. And then the cool thing is that they do the water fast, and then they don't just, like, kick you out the door. They ease you into whole food, plant-based eating um, because that is the way to sustain the benefits of water fasting. You know, mm-hmm. water fasting doesn't really do us that much good. Like I said, reiterating myself, if we just do some 10-day, 20-day, 40-day, 80-day fast and then go binge on pizza and potato chips and beer – um what you know w- w- sure like it's an experience we might have some visions uh you know we might have some insights uh but let's focus on the sustainability and optimization of our health in a more longevity focused way that's that's our intention at least that's the big point we like to make yeah yeah and so you know i guess next down the line uh there's like you said the fasting mimicking diet which yeah. is so a- I, I see steven in here and and I know he's done it. I, it's a popular thing. Um, essentially, what it does is it, it kind of mimics the effects of fasting with a small amount of calorie intake. So we're kind of sort of eating, kind of sort of doing our thing. Uh, but but it it's designed to kind of keep us in that fasted state, essentially, which is kind of like it's kind of like an oxymoron. But the scientists say that it works, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Once again, something you would only want to do really intentionally because it's interesting, you know, I think of how many people on this earth are pretty close to eating a fasting mimicking diet every day, you know, just restricting calories so severely and how over time, of course, that's going to lead to depletion, a decrease in energy production. And, and- of course, the, it goes without saying that when we're fasting, when we're doing a fasting mimicking diet, we just need to point out the fact that the metabolism, very, very rightfully so, slows down so that you survive. If your metabolism kept up at the speed that we want it to while we're not eating or while we're eating very small amounts of calories, then we would completely deplete ourselves in a matter of days, where in, in actuality, most human beings could easily survive without any sustenance. And I mean survive. I'm not talking about thriving. I'm talking about surviving um, for months without any food. And that has been the case for most of hum- much of humanity throughout the course of history. Yes. Yes. But then should we just should we go into intermittent fasting now? Yeah. I yeah. mean, unless I think that that's kind of water fasting in a nutshell. If you want to if you want to know more, if you want to have an experience, definitely go to True North um, in Santa Rosa, California. It's an inpatient kind of resort like thing. And you don't don't even have to be sick to go there. You don't even have to be healing anything. You can just go there for a good reset. I never have. It's kind of on my list still. Um, but I heard really good things from colleagues and all sorts of people. So anyway, the the next kind of topic, which is so, so many people have experience and questions and what about intermittent fasting and not, otherwise sometimes referred to as time restricted feeding where you choose a window and then you consume all your calories within that window 
and the rest of the day, the rest of the night, the rest of the window, um, you're not eating. And common, you know, you might hear people talking about 16, 8 kind of thing where you're fasting for 16 hours and eating for 8 hours or maybe a 24 uh, or maybe a 14, 10. <laughs> you, you can do the math, right? Um, and really what, what we see this kind of thing as is just kind of normal healthy eating. Um, and I think, you know, 16-8 is kind of like on the more extreme kind of thing. 24 is, is more extreme than that. But really, a healthy eating window is usually like, you know, um, four, four, uh, 10 hours or 8 hours, ten, 8 to 10 hours. Um, really, where we're fasted, quote unquote, for about 14 hours, give or take an hour. Um, it, there have been some studies that have determined that the magic number is really 13 hours, at least 13 hours of being fasted, allowing for your body to continuously take out the trash and clean up shop and for your liver function to optimally turn on and detoxify and these sort of things. Really hugely beneficial, especially that, that study is looking at the recurrence of cancer and how fasting for 13 hours a day really dropped the recurrence rate of cancer. Now, of course, there's so many other things that you can do. And then the, qu- the big question is, all right, when you're not fasting, what are you eating? <laughs> you know, because, oh, man, like, you know, a lot of people just think that, oh, all I got to do is not eat for 20 hours a day, and then I can binge on whatever I want, and I'm going to be good to go. And I would say that, not eating for 20 hours a day and binging on whatever you want is better than binging on whatever you want for 20 hours a day and then not eating for four hours a day or something like that. You know, there are benefits. But once again, to get the most bang for our buck, we really want to be practicing non-extreme kind of healthy eating patterns. And when we are eating, we're wanting to focus on the most nutrient-dense whole food, plant-based, carbohydrate-rich, real foods that don't have nutrition labels and junk and oils and stuff like that and salt and sugar and, and things like that. Um, but, but yeah, we don't need to go extreme about our intermittent fasting window. And the interesting thing is, you know, it goes without saying that a plant-based diet and if you've tuned in and, and done, um, you know, some challenges with us, you've learned the biochemistry of how carbohydrates are the preferred fuel for our cells. And when we are eating a plant-based diet, we are inherently eating a carbohydrate-rich diet, hopefully, right? Unless we're eating a lot of oils and stuff. Um, And those carbohydrates are clean-burning, fast-burning fuel sources. So they're efficiently and cleanly converted into cellular energy, which means that we actually don't want to go too long without food um, because then we're going to be depleted. Then we're going to be depleting all of the carbohydrate-rich foods that are, you know, we need, we need more food. We need more food. And also the, these plant-based foods are more nutrient-dense. Put another way, they're less carbohydrate or less calorie-dense. So it's like we actually need to be stoking the fire um, a little bit more often. And I'm, I've been rambling, um, but I've got even more things to say. I but, was just but like, just what's interrupt- left for me to say now? 
<laughs> oh, there's a lot left to say, but I'll let, I'll let Susanna interrupt, or I'll I'll, I'll just shut up. <laughs> well, yeah, I would like to drive this point home a little bit because maybe you've heard us say this before that the number one pitfall, plant-based pitfall, we see people fall into, especially if they're new to plant-based eating, is just not eating enough. And that's because plant-based foods are more nutrient-dense, which means they're inherently less calorically dense. And it can take some people some time to kind of adjust um, what is a a normal uh, eating volume or food volume for them to take in in a meal. Um, If we're used to seeing, you know, a breast of chicken and a little side of broccoli and a little side of rice, then if we translate that to the same volume of plants on our plate, we're going to be robbing ourselves of a lot of energy, a lot of calories. And so, um, you know, when we're talking about intermittent fasting, if we have a really, really short window uh, of eating, of feeding, then it's going to be actually even harder for us to make sure we're getting all the food, all the energy, all the nutrients we can we do need. it. You know, personally, I, I'm about 14 to 16 hours. I think, Susanna, you're about still like, you know, 14 to 16 hours of fasting. Yeah. And we, we do it. We, you know, we get 2,500, 3,000 calories for me when I'm active yeah maybe even more but i'd say you know i'd say that the more uh, the more restricted kind of schedules we see of like for example eating only in a four-hour window or a three-hour window these these (laughs) patterns i see are more popular with like the keto or paleo communities where you can just kind of drink down the oil if you want to but is that going to be what's best for our overall metabolism and health we would we would argue no well, it's not really an argument. It's a scientific validated statement. Yikes. But nonetheless, people do it. And the other thing that I wanted to address, because I've been, this this uh, this phrase has been, it's been uttered so much um, in mainly those communities, the paleo and keto and carnivore kind of communities, people talking about metabolic flexibility. Um, have any of you out there heard the term metabolic flexibility? Um, what that means is that your metabolism is flexible to be able to metabolize carbohydrates for fuel as well as metabolize fat as fuel. And there's this myth or this notion or this idea that in order to become metabolically flexible, A, we need to eat tons of fat and restrict carbohydrates. Or B, we need to starve ourselves or fast ourselves for an extended period of time. But human beings are inherently metabolically flexible. We have the ability to utilize carbohydrates for fuel, which we do so preferentially over fats, but if once we deplete our glycogen stores, once we have fasted for usually about 13, 14 hours, then we really do dip into predominant fat burning mode. And we don't need to take any magic pill or MCT oil or, or keto this or that in order to allow our body to do that. Our body knows how to do it. It's got the programming for millions of years. Um, now that being said, people who are used to eating every few hours, um, and not 
fasting for 10, 12, 14, 16 hours overnight. You know, a lot of, a lot of people have their midnight snack and wake up and jump right to toast and bacon and stuff. Um, but like those, so those people might have a quote unquote harder time, like breaking free from that, but they still have the programming to do that. They're still metabolically flexible. They just need to forego the, the bacon and toast first thing in the morning and go for a walk and ditch the midnight snack before bed and, um, you know, just have dinner and breakfast like in the normal sort of way. And, um, they don't need to, you know, drink MCT oil, um, or have a bulletproof coffee in order to become metabolically flexible or anything or something like that. Um, so hopefully that makes sense. I've just been, like I said, hearing that uttered a lot lately. Um, and I, I'm like, I'm metabolically flexible and I eat about 70 to 80% carbohydrates. You know, I know that I'm metabolically flexible because I go 14, 16, 18, whatever hours without food. And I burn fat just like you, just like the keto guy. I I can burn fat too. Look at me. <laughs> I, I choose not to because carbohydrates provide more energy, more clean burning fuel. And carbohydrates, once again, they're just naturally built into the nutrient-dense whole plant foods. And that's like what nature gives us straight from the earth. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, unprocessed, avoiding the middlemen of the animals, that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I guess one last thing I'd like to say in regards to intermittent fasting is for for any of those kind of perfectionists out there um, who think like more is better, um, you know, just a reminder really to tune in with the messages from your body. Um, I learned this from my own experience. I remember in med school, we learned about the benefits of intermittent fasting. And I remember, you know, wanting to really strive for that 16 hours, like really, really strive. And I'd get up in the morning and and, you know, it's not like I was hungry right away, but in trying to strive for that perfection, I remember really kind of um, ignoring the messages of my body that, you know, it did want to break its fast a little bit earlier most of those days. And so I think it's just really important that people honor the messages of their body and that, you know, it's not necessarily um, more that's better. There's actually some research that shows for women, for example, um, you know, a, a really extended overnight fast might actually have some negative effects on the reproductive system, um, which makes sense because the reproductive system really needs to have its nourishment in order for it to continue to function properly. And so, you know, I, I, yeah, just another kind of reminder. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's a good kind of note to wrap up on, just trusting the wisdom of the body. And boy, yeah, I'll tell you, some, every day is not the same, right? And you, probably for you as well. So to have that structure and to really kind of have those rules carved in stone to live by, I don't know how supportive it is for overall health and well-being. You know, allowing for some flexibility and tuning into what the body wants, when the body wants it. And yeah, every once in a while, we will have a late night snack. And it's like, I guess we had an early dinner and I want a little, I want a banana or something before bed. I want a couple of dates. I want a bowl of nice cream. Um, <laughs> you know, one, I remember one night we came back from dinner out and we didn't eat enough. And we were like, oh, it was like, you know, peanut butter o'clock. toast. I don't remember that one. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> it's so unlike us. We were kind of laughing at ourselves like, this is so unlike us. Yeah. But it's okay. Every day is not the same and yeah. there's no hard, fast and, rule. And maybe if you have peanut butter toast at 9 or 10 at night, maybe you aren't hungry for breakfast until 10 or 11 or noon. Like, you know, but if you're hungry at 10 and it's like, oh, my gosh, I only got 12 hours of fasting. <sighs> Let it go. Let it go. Because what you do 99% of the time is utterly more important than what you do on a rare occasion. Um, so sustainability and just longevity is the key to um, health, really. Yes. So I think we hit all the high notes as far as fasting is concerned. Really quite simple just to wrap up. Yes, yes, fasting has its benefits. Prolonged water fasting has its benefits to support autophagy and self-regulation, self-healing of the body. Totally, totally. Um, but what we do in the big picture long-term sustainably is way more important than a crash fast uh, and intermittent fasting also. Balancing it for what feels good for you. But yes, going at least 13 hours or so consistently, not just on the weekends or not just on... A lot of people just like do whatever they want on the weekends or whatever. <laughs> Why? Like, why not just like have give yourself routine and rhythm and nourishment on a normal basis rather than like swing that pendulum? Um, <laughs> anywho, yes, that's about a wrap on the topic of fasting. And just a quick reminder for our upcoming whole food plant based challenge. The next one starting. Did we we didn't even announce the start date? Oh it's, yeah, it's June seventh, a couple Mondays from now, and registration will be open. And I don't know the link off the top of my head, but we'll let you know. Yeah. And, um, we'll post that registration link in the Facebook group, on the YouTube page. We'll be sending emails about it. But You know uh, where to find us, hopefully. Exactly. <laughs> so thanks for hanging with us, and we look forward to catching you next time. Bye for now. Peace and love. <laughs>